Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's bringing a voice to the growing number of millennial pagans in our brand of witchcraft, practice, and worship. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jara Stone. And in studio today, we have Alicia. Hi, guys. Hi. So how how are you guys doing today? Scottsdale drivers, man. I'm done. Just done. No, I understand that. (laughs) Traffic has you toast. Yeah. How about, uh, how about you, Autumn? Well, I'm doing uh, all right. Mm. We had some bad news this morning. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, a close friend of Autumn, uh, Autumn and mine uh, unfortunately passed away early this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name's Adam. Uh, he's really big in the cosplay community out here. He's an uh, excellent cosplay photographer. And he, he's the type of guy that, you know, once you got to know him, it was like you've known him forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we just wanted to just take a quick second, you know, just recognize him and just say, you know, that, uh, Adam, you're going to be missed. And we're going to go ahead and dedicate this show to your memory because kind of the, the theme of the show kind of fits yeah. uh, along with. Uh, along with Adam and kind of what's going on in San Diego right now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I actually almost completely forgot about <laughs> that. We're perfectly timing everything. Yeah. Um, so and and I kind of I kind of realized the the reason that he went this morning. What was that? Uh, because it's Saturday at San Diego San Diego Comic Con, and he didn't want to buy a ticket. <laughs> Oh, oh, that works. Yeah. That, so, yep. So he's there. He's he's there. <clears throat> he ne- he needed to make a quick stop at Hall H. Yeah. At uh, San Diego Comic Con. That makes sense. Um, but he's, he's dropping in on everything. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, so let's uh, let's let's get into the the topic of the day. All right. Well, we asked Alicia to join us today to talk about nerds. <laughs> Nerd. I don't know how I got the short straw for this, but okay. <laughs> what is a nerd? All right. Well, more specifically, we're talking about pop culture and paganism, and obviously being a nerd and how that ties into paganism. But before we dive into the main topic, let's go ahead and get to know Alicia. Why don't you tell us your coming of witch story? You know, this takes away my whole hermit mystique. Sorry. So you know. That, that's fine. I do a lot for you guys. <laughs> she does. Yeah. So in my mind, you either come to witchcraft and or paganism in three different directions. You're either coming from the Wiccan side. You're coming from the edgy McEdgelord. I'm going to summon demons because I'm an edgelord or I want to be. <laughs> or you have it to where it's just like, well, that's, this is happening. This is going to be a thing. That's just how this works. Um, you know, growing up, I, I can't tell you how many times I have watched and rewatched, watched again, the um, Charmed. I have watched Charmed so many times. You know, I was always really into dragons, you know, fire breathing, always wanted to fly, which is funny because I'm terrified of heights. But, you know, growing up, I was always like, yeah, we're going to do the witchy thing. We're going to do the thing. And what's really funny is growing up, I could not plant a damn thing. That is kind of... This is dead. Yeah, didn't have a green thumb. No, I always said I had a black thumb, which is funny, because all the women in my family could put a tire in the ground and grow you a damn car. Like, what what is this? So, of course, here I am, little itty-bitty thing. I killed an aloe vera, guys. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit, I killed it. I've killed an aloe, and I've killed three rosemaries. To date. Oh, and I killed a basil this week. 
Basil's easy to kill. I know, I've done but several. It's very recent. It's, I bought it on Monday and it's dead. Rosemary, it didn't take off for me until I actually tossed it outside and kind of left it there. And then it was like, yeah, we're good. Sweet. Mm. So, you know, growing up, I, like, like Jerry said, black thumb. And, you know, just kind of went along and things happened. And then my mom married this guy. Bizarre guy. Just super aging hippie, very bizarre. At one point, he decided that he was the next incarnation of Buddha, but he wasn't just Buddha. He was a Taoist Buddha, which didn't make sense to me, but that was his thing. Like, he thought he could survive on spring water and beech nuts. He was out there. And, you know, he's kind of scared me a lot. And, of course, I have a lot of weapons-grade parental issues. Mm -hmm. So, like, bottle that, and we'd have the next A-bomb. So, you know, he always kind of freaked me out, and my mom never really, oh, whatever, you're just a kid, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember very vaguely, not vaguely, but in... Vividly? Vividly. There we go, the bees. <laughs> I would draw, like, I was very influenced by Pokemon. Hey, there's a reference there. Mm -hmm. There you go. Ah. And do you guys remember, like, the uh, the dogs, the, the, like, Suicune and... I, I was I was the generation head of that. I, I was Arcanine. Yes, yeah. those and like Suicune and the Lightning guy. I can never remember his name. Whatever you know, I was really heavily influenced right. by that. And I used to draw like these characters that very like resembled that. And later on, I was like, holy shit, those were like thought forms because I always thought they were like there. Mm -hmm. Like you know, he didn't make me feel safe, so I had to make myself feel safe. Mm -hmm. you know, later in life, I was like, that's what those were. Mm -hmm. Of course, it scared my mom to death because she was like, oh, my God, she's consorting with demons and we got an intervention here. And by then she was on a Methodist kick. Oh, today we're Methodist. Let's go. Got confirmed by the Methodist church. Went through that whole grueling, what was it, three months. Mm -hmm. And they just sprinkled the water and you are Christian. Congrats. Here's here's a thing. Yay. Cool. So, you know, it never really clicked with me, and I now I say organized religion gives me hives. It bothers me that much, mm -hmm. which is why I never joined a group out of Autumn's book club. It's less structured, and people don't tell me what to do. Yeah. So that, 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 that's the, the point. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't until I was about 17-ish, and my mom had just kicked me out of the house when I found my first god, Anubis. You know, I was just kind of like, well, shit, where do I go now? You know, what, what do I do? I'm 17. I don't have a license and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So he just kind of saddled up and was like, hey, how's it going? We're going to go this way now. Let's go this way. So, you know, I just kind of went along. And by then I was living with my paternal grandparents who are very Southern Baptist. So that worked out great. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I used to make this joke, because we also had my Uncle Matt living with us. I would make this joke, I'd say my life started out like a really bad joke. You know, two Southern Baptists, an atheist, and a pagan sit down for dinner. Let's <laughs> 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 just see where that goes. You know, and then it was just kind of like going along, and then they went through my stuff one day while I was out. And I get a phone call from my grandpa and saying, this is not Okay. I think I had a witchcraft and Wiccan for dummies book. Mm -hmm. You know, more of a, oh, this is funny, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. With the interchangeable witch and Wiccan title. Good start book, but great assault. 
and you know he found my grimoire and he found like all my different stuff and what they had done was they'd packed it all up and put it out in the shed and said you can't have this as long as you live in our house okie dokie bye you know so moved down here to phoenix with a she's not really my aunt but like a family she was what's his face's sister so whatever Mm -hmm. my aunt Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of went from there and just be bopping along. You know, Nubis and I were just kind of ki- chilling and, you know, getting going. And I hadn't really figured out what my craft would be in quite yet. You know, just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to burn this and write this thing. Ooh, look, it's my face, you know. Let's just do this. All right, cool. And so I'm going along, and that's about when I met Autumn and her group. And then I moved to Tempe, and then it just kind of stalled from there. I was trying to get into the adulting working life and figuring some stuff out. I was about 18 by then. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of going along and, you know, other stuff's kind of floating around and just going to the book club. And then my boyfriend and I moved up to North Phoenix and that was fun. And it wasn't until recently we moved again into a house where it, I really started picking up on my craft. And it's more of a, that one guy at the, at the dinner, uh-huh. weird guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he really put a name to it, and he called me an enchantress, which I think is a really dumb name, but okay, I'll take enchanting. Okay, cool. <laughs> and a lot of what I do is I make things, you know, quilting, or do you know how much witchcraft you can get into a needlepoint? A, a lot. lot. <laughs> <laughs> or a quilt. You can put a lot into a quilt. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen somebody make a quilt. There's a lot of prying. There's a lot of swearing. And there is more than enough share of blood. Yep. Because sewing needles are mean. (laughs) And they don't like me. But it works. You know, crocheting. Um, Last Christmas, I actually made a magic carp hat for one of the boyfriend's cousins. It was Mm -hmm. like nine. And it was a beanie. And it looked... Do you remember in the, like, the old cartoon, Magikarp would eat Brock's head? Yeah. It looks exactly like that. I, I actually, uh, on Pokemon Go, I have that hat. Yes. So, so he yeah. was walking around Christmas with this thing pulled down to his neck and running around. It was really cute. <laughs> and it kind of got me thinking about the pop culture aspect. Okay, what is a Magikarp? You know, Magikarp is one of the dumbest, weakest Pokemon that you have in both the game and the show. But when you get enough of or, you know, train it enough, it comes becomes this huge, awesome Gyarados that is actually one of the most powerful in the game and show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, well, you know, it has a lot of potential. Children have a lot of potential. Let's work with that. You know, just kind of, you know, growth spells, phys- not physically, but uh, emotionally and like mm-hmm. knowledge wise. So I thought that was kind of cool. Or... You know, <laughs> One of my first effigies for Anubis was actually a crocheted dog, actually. And then first time embroidering, too. That didn't look pretty at all. It was great. It was cute. <laughs> Still have it somewhere. You know, whatever. You know, just the act of making things. You know, if I don't like you and I'm going to hex you, I'm going to give you something with a smile on the face. Don't worry. You're good. I, I'm just th- I, It made me pop in my head. My birthday present from you was a book, so I'm good. <laughs> I bought that. We're good. Yeah, exactly. You didn't make it. <laughs> I mean, not all of it's bad. I'm just 
generally I'll tell you down the line, like, hey, you should probably not touch that anymore. <laughs> so, you know. I'm not mad at you anymore, so you might want to. <laughs> you know, just all the bad luck. You just, just toss that in a fire somewhere, you know. Toss, just, toss it in a fire, turn around three times, you'll be fine. Yeah, some salt, sage, you're good, you're good, we're good. Or, um, you know, recently since we bought our house, I've been doing a lot of planting and at the apartment, I had a huge garden, and then it died because summer in Phoenix and everything mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Chronicles of Riddick, 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 Riddick. Yeah. pitch black, you know, when the sun comes up and everything, like, explodes into a fire, and it's like, psh, right? Phoenix is exactly like that. So if you're listening from anywhere else, you probably won't get the reference, but just watch Riddick, pitch black. You'll get it. You're good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lovely garden until I moved him to my current house, and my only window was a sun-in-the-morning-facing window, mm-hmm. and I lost a mint, a basil, a two forget-me-nots, and a couple of other things. I was just like, yeah. my mint was huge. It was gorgeous. Mint likes full sun, but not too much sun. Well, its problem was that it had grown to the point where it couldn't sit in the windowsill facing the sun with all of its growth. Mm. So then it killed off everything that was facing down to grow towards the sun. And and then summer hit and it just toasted it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I was very upset. My cats thought it was great because the drying, dying mint is like catnip, but doesn't give them the same high. So they were like, nom, nom, nom. Catnip light, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've been doing the whole gardening and, you know, got really into green witchcraft. And then I picked up this book and I was talking with another book club member about it. I was Mm -hmm. like, ah, stupid thing. I mean, he's so mad. Like, this is so dumb. It was great. It's going along. And then it goes into green witches are not witches at all. We are actually avatars of the earth and therefore do not cast spells. Do do not pass go to not collect $200. <laughs> and I'm like, so what you're saying is I'm a mud sludge demigod, patron saint of all the lost causes of plants. Because that's where I get all my plants. The sad plant rack for half off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how that works, I guess. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well. So other than Anubis, do you have any other gods that are your patrons? Yeah, kind of. So I I work with Hades, but it's not really a working relationship. It's more along the lines of like a fatherly figure. You Mm -hmm. know, I started driving when I started teaching myself how to drive. You can teach yourself how to drive on a golf cart. Don't let anybody tell you different. I've done it. You're good. (laughs) Try it in a parking garage. You'll be all right. Remember your blinkers. That's all I got to say. And, you know, I started driving and I was at a site where we had an underground parking structure. So it's three stories down, so you can get pretty deep into the earth. And for me, that kind of felt closer to Hades. Mm -hmm. You know, under the earth, precious metals. You know, this is basically where I would do prayers or just kind of sit there and chit-chat with him or whatever. And at one point, I was like, okay, I'm not making it any money at this job, any help you can send, oh, great Hades, dad figure guy. (laughs) And I would start finding pennies everywhere. Penny in this parking spot. And we're going to go down here and there's, oh, there's a penny there. So I got pennies from Hades. So, and it... I've I've heard of pennies from heaven, (laughs) but pennies from Hades, that's that's a whole... That, that's a that's a kind of twisted if you think about it because because you, you're asking for more money and he's just like okay here think think well, I, I felt like it was like a dad joke yeah you're asking me for money so uh, here's a 
quarter and a piece of lint out of my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the copper content kind of ties in with the precious metals. Mm -hmm. Of course, pennies these days are made with less copper, and I think it's zinc. I think more zinc. Yeah. Mm So, you know, that was kind of funny and, all right, well, at the end of the day, I'd have like 50 cents in pennies, which is really funny, but okay, cool, thanks, guy. And when I did start driving and I got my first car and I was driving around and I was so nervous because I really didn't have any sort of extensive driving experience out on the road with other people, you know, somebody pull Mm -hmm. up next to me and I'm like, oh, shit, Mm. you know, I drive this truck and I'm like, okay, okay. We're not going to do the thing. We're going to go. Sorry that was my exit, but I'm just I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to try this. And a friend of mine, he was in the back seat, and he goes, oh, hey, look, a penny. And I'm like, aw. That penny's still in my truck, by the way. That's yep. cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, aw, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, good, that's good, pretty cool. Good job, kid. Just keep going. Use your turn signals and you know, stay in the penny. Aw. So what kind of magic do you practice other than the crafting or is it the crafting? So a lot of it is, that's funny. That's that's very punny. Um, So a lot of it is the enchanting and, Mm -hmm. you know, I call it making with a capital M because I don't, enchanting seems more along the lines of ancient amulets that turn you into frogs or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I make things with a purpose. And then I do do a little bit of green witchcraft, you know. Mm-hmm. So recently, I actually bought a bonsai, and I've been really into the bonsai. You know, I don't want to plant a tree and have a big tree everywhere, mm-hmm. right? But having bonsai trees, not only are they really cool, and it's a really cool experiment in patience, but you can also get some of the trees that you wouldn't find here mm-hmm. and grow them, like a uh, yeah, yew tree. You can't really find that here, mm-hmm. and they tend to be really big. So if you can get one and cultivate it into a bonsai, you basically have witchcraft tree, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, the spell calls for a little bit of you. Okay, well, I just got to go trim up the you and sit there and have a you. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, stuff like that. And, you know, I never really thought about it until I really started looking into it and, you know, started practicing it. So it was kind of cool. All of my mint died, too. I had, like, Uh, six different varieties. And then I put it on the wrong shelf, and it just incinerated oh it was sad yeah so mine was a sweet mint i had ginger pineapple spearmint chocolate mint apple mint Mm. there's like six different kinds of mint so i was like oh so if i ever needed like a specific mint Uh and like i needed maybe a little more oomph so maybe like some ginger in that spell Mm -hmm. all right ginger mint right little bit of an oomferment. Is that a word? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, is now. So so I, I as you can see I have a couple of different hookahs back here. And I, I kinda I kinda know what you mean by the extra oomph because mm-hmm. there's a lot of flavors mm-hmm. with hookah that actually they, they add in mint just for the taste. Mm-hmm. So I can I can see what you what, what you're getting at there. It smells incredible. It does. I mix my C B D oil with mint uh, oil. Or mm-hmm. mint essential oils because it cuts the grassy taste just enough. Yeah. And so it's more like toothpaste as opposed to grass or kale. <laughs> or moist kale is how I described it this morning. Kale is fancy spinach. Yeah. You can't change my mind. Okay. As long as you eat fancy spinach. 
Oh. Yeah. Alrighty. Stick with my bag of romaine, thank you. Oh. Well, at least it's not iceberg. <laughs> Ew. There's no nutritional value, really. It's just water. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's healthy. <laughs> Here, yes. Drink more water, Arizonans. So what is your favorite witchcraft book? Oh, shit. <laughs> Spot. Put it on. Oh, geez. So... I think my favorite so far had to be the one that I gave you for your birthday. Mm. The the witch unapologetically somewhere or the other. Yeah. By what's her face? I can't remember. Sure. I mean, <laughs> it had... You're just going to have to find it and, and, and tag it in this episode. There you go. I'm sorry, lady who wrote it. I don't mean any disrespect. I just don't remember. Um but it had some really interesting terminology, and it was very feminist and forward-thinking in that respect. But it wasn't like, you know, the men must burn, kill them all. But it was more of a balanced, you know, finding your own feminine power. Of course, there was some very interesting terminology. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never heard the term, put your pussy to the ground and just do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, that needs to be on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I'd put that on my truck. (laughs) So the book is Witch Unleashed, Untamed, Unapologetic by Lisa Lister. That sounds about right. Yeah. We're going to go with Lister. Okay. We're going with that. We'll we'll, we'll make sure to put a a link to that. uh, Yeah, we'll we'll add a link to there. So it isn't your typical, okay, here's spells and charts and things that don't make sense unless you actually follow that tradition and all that. So it's more along the lines of how she came to be her own witch, basically. And you know, there are parts in it where she uses the term gypsy and being from a Romani family and all that. And there's some parts of it that kind of didn't make a lot of sense to me where she just kind of went off and like left field there and then came back and we're good but it was really good and it was very inspiring you know being like well i have no idea where i am and i don't know where i'm going i don't know anything right now <laughs> and you know just reading it it was it was very inspiring to just kind of dive back into it put your pussy to the ground and just do it i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can contact the uh, the sticker company and make some bumper stickers with that. We have to make sure that you give her the, art, the writer credit. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Just, just just a little hashtag. And then Are right we going to need a shop? Uh, we might. I mean, oh, no. that, that, that would I'd actually be, be kind of kind of good, kind of funny. I like that. Nose goes for people who are in control of that. Don't, don't worry. I've already kind of started with that. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have been uh, have been listening, uh, for those of you Patreon supporters, you already know what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> for everybody else, if you do uh, wish to become a Patreon supporter, I may have a special gift for you. More than we've already talked about. Yes. Do it. Do it. All the money. It, it's it's a it, it's a great cause. It definitely helps get the word out there. And you're doing the make it rain thing. I like that. <laughs> make it rain. Yes. Um, but yeah, we, we got a couple of things that if you do become Patreon supporters, we're going to update the Patreon here pretty soon to reflect that once we actually get the items. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and take our short break and we'll be right back.
All right, and we are back with Millennial Pagan Podcast, and of course we got uh, Alicia. Hey. Okay, so yeah, we we just spent probably like the last fifteen minutes on the break, just like <laughs> chit chatting and laughing and talking about weird stuff. We re- yeah, we we realized we probably should have hit record about fifteen minutes ago. Uh, there was some sweet stuff there that you guys missed. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, so so the reason uh, for this podcast is because we wanted to talk about pop culture paganism and uh one of the big things that uh that a lot of people have actually been talking about uh not not even just recently but even uh even for for quite some time now is actually using pop culture icons as a image of a deity for example uh we have the new uh in in marvel we have thor you know we have chris hemsworth portraying thor people actually use that image of thor in their mentality of what thor should be um what are your thoughts on that i mean you know the more the merrier paganism being a small group Mm -hmm. as it is Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny you know we have a lot of druids here in the valley and i always say what are you druids of palm trees you know (laughs) what are you doing here it's wrong wrong part of the valley guys wrong part but if it brings more people to the party, yeah, okay, well, that means, you know, they're coming in, they're willing to learn, like, hey, you know, I saw what's-his-face is Loki, and, you know, that's how I see him, you know. To be fair, he did a really great Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Chris Hemsworth was great. You know, from what I know and understand of Thor, like, I feel like he did a really good job with his portrayal of Thor. Mm-hmm. I'm but, not doing get help. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Autumn. It's embarrassing. So, so, I mean, if it brings more people to the party, you know, they, they're willing to learn. They're willing to understand what actually goes into being a pagan, you know, and you're not just showing up and going, hey, hi, I'm here and I like Loki. Hi. But, I mean, so, so. What what about the people who are coming in thinking? Okay, I know about you know I I, I let, let, let's use Thor and Loki just because they're they're the most prevalent right now in in mainstream mm-hmm. pop culture. Mm-hmm. They're coming in. It's like okay, I want to be a Viking. I want to be you know I I want to follow Norse mythology. Uh, I'm doing it because this Thor and Loki look awesome. But they don't do the they they really don't want to do the research as to is it a proper portrayal right so i mean first off if you want to be a heathen don't be that asshole nazi heathen dick mm-hmm. that nobody likes just mm-hmm. so you know nobody wants to invite you to the party because you're an asshole just saying no agreed yeah my answer to that is they'll eventually leave um if they start interacting with real heathens mm-hmm. they it's, will it's... eventually tell them bye it, it's not what they were looking for right yeah. um I mean, eventually, you know, I would hope that they would go and, you know, read the mythos or, you know, my other thought would be, you know, there are different betrayals for different gods. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of going into the hard polytheism, soft polytheism, you know, Dionysus and whatever his Roman name is, you know, they're basically the same guy. Oh, Brachius, Bruce, Brock. I saw Bro- it written. Brokius or something? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I saw it written earlier but today. You know what I'm talking about. You know, Artemis and Luna. Luna? 
Luna. No, Luna's the same pantheon. She's completely different. Artemis Shit. and Diana. There we go. That one. Mm. Hey, we got there eventually. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they're basically the same, but in a different name. But I mean, if you're going from Marvel Loki to heathen Loki, you know, they might be the same person, but different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm getting at? Well, they also have different stories, so that right. that was one thing that knowing more about the actual story of Loki going into Apocalypse, it was a little trippy because Hela is actually his daughter, and so is Fenrir, the giant wolf that you see that is her steed, and it's like, no, it's actually your brother, but cool. It was still awesome. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I agree. And also, Odin's steed, the um, horse that can never pronounce his name correctly, is also one of Loki's children. So mm. it's we're getting this whole Loki as a kid kind of feel right. from... So uh, it's, it's basically yeah. like you're splitting from the mythos. Like, mm. yeah. you know, a rose by any other name type deal. But know? at the same time, it's getting those names out there. Right. And giving them a new light, a new audience. Mm-hmm. Mm. It, it's like it's like rebooting in the new 52 for dc <laughs> so it, yeah it's like you have the original storyline and then you have this new storyline that makes absolutely no sense because it didn't happen originally but hey it's still a cool storyline to follow right i've been and... falling for 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> his lines in that movie just oh yeah me. i'm sorry <laughs> but you, you know the gods with the different like okay he's the god of this this and tissues so i mean it's like okay well you know anubis is an example the god of embalming the god of you know on a slightly skewed scale you know sometimes he's associated with healers but he's also like switched around with a wimpwet his kind of basically the only difference is one has a braid and is gray and the other one's black you know Mm -hmm. whatever so you know he gets kind of mistaken for Wimpoet a lot. And Wimpoet is actually the opener of ways. You know, he's the one that guides. He's mm-hmm. the one that has the big key that turns the big door, key, lock, whatever, and, you know, allows people through, where Anubis is the guide. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have the keys, but he got the map, so we're good. And, you know, it just kind of depends. Like, I follow him as the guy with the map. Instead of the guy who takes people's organs out with a hook, mm-hmm. you know, it just, to me, it kind of depends. Like, I have no problems with people coming to paganism through pop culture. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, how I came to witchcraft was charmed and the craft. Yeah. Yep. I'd be really mad if they fuck up that reboot. I know. There will be riots in the street. Godzilla will <laughs> come to Tokyo. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Tokyo's gone. Godzilla's here wild hunt there, there will be nothing left we're, we're done <laughs> yeah. go home everybody the internet's done uh-huh it, it'll be just, no okay no but i mean before i went off on that lovely tangent there um you know i don't have a problem with people coming to paganism as a pop culture aspect mm-hmm. like i have a pop figure of anubis on his shrine you know, to me, I feel like he thinks it's the funniest fucking thing. That's another thing <laughs> that I want to talk about. How many people who've seen Pops and are Pops okay? Because they do have Pops of actual gods, obviously. And yes, Pops of the, the superhero gods and um, such. So what, where would you fall, Jira, on allowing a Pop on your ritual space? I 
uh, personally for me, I would do it because it's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's one of those, I believe that, you know, whatever deity I choose to put a, a pop figure for, they should also accept that because it's accepting of me as well. Mm-hmm. And this is just, you know, this may be a small plastic figure of your image, but how is that different from a stone figure of your image? Right. How is that a different effigy? Yeah, right. it's yeah. it's something that represents this god to me, and it's something that I can use to focus to connect. Right. And it's cheaper than probably the stone effigy. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> and it still triggers your mind to think yeah. about and try and connect with that god. In fact, um, one of the things that I actually use and I give to Hecate and I have gave as an offering and as a symbol for Hecate on my space is the giant key from the Hobbit to open the doors. Yes. Yes. And it's actually really sizable. It's like the size of Jarrah's hand, which I know nobody can really guess, but he's a bigger guy. Just think bear paw. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's (laughs) it's not metal, but it's sizable and heavy. And then one of my athames is a letter opener, and it's ice from Game of Thrones because Mm -hmm. it looks like a real. I know. Oh, I'm jelly. Actually, at the uh, there, there's a extreme lifestyle at Arizona Mills mm-hmm. that actually has a full size of ice, and I've held it. It is beautiful. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones props, do you know what's on my wall right now? Robert Baratheon's Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. My nerd cred just went down. Uh, that was back <laughs> when I had unreasonable amounts of money coming in, and I thought it was never going to uh, end. So yeah. uh, to give myself a little less props for owning it, I did not mm. save for that. That was one paycheck just uh, Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, the inevitable downward spiral, and then you're like, oh, shit, I have no money. Yeah. Hello, ramen noodles. Yay! <laughs> it was that being laid off and realizing, hey, I really hated IT security and data protection. That was the most boring thing on the planet. Sorry if you do that and you absolutely adore it. It's just not for me. I'm more a physical security type gal. I love the logistics of managing physical security and the bullshit that goes with it. Because I know the person who's like going, I love data security is also thinking, ew, people. Well, <laughs> and I can, I can totally... Say, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you guys also get paid more than us residential assholes. So, I mean, come on. Don't whine at me. <laughs> You'll get there. Put up with more bullshit than you do, man. It's true. I now deal with patience. Do we want to talk about um, Wonder Woman? And how she's badass and actually has functional armor? Sure. That. <laughs> All right. That. I'm sorry, but boob armor does not count. Don't tell me otherwise. She has fully functioning armor. She can move in it. She can actually fight in it. And her tits aren't flying everywhere. Wedges. All I have to say is wedges. Exactly. I mean, and she's not in, like, dagger pumps. I don't know if anybody else has tried to wear these. They don't work. You get them stuck in weird places. Can you imagine her having to, like, back up Superman and her wedges or her her shoe is stuck in a gutter or some shit? Exactly. It no. It's like no female body armor and outfits for superheroes is absolute bullshit. In games, in shows, in movies, some of the comic books are absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm calling bullshit assholes. That's right. Power Girl. 
Exactly. Big I'm boob, sorry. Boob I got window. mad. Bigger, shit gets me mad. And bigger until his producers finally went, what are you doing here? It's like, I don't think you paid enough attention to me, so I'm going to make something that makes me happy. Bigger babes. Anyway, so. so I'm a small man. Wonder Woman. Ever look yes. at it ever again. Something that I liked about the movie, it does go over the creation mythos of uh, the Roman mythos. My only problem is, is that I grew up with the version where Diana isn't Zeus's daughter, but Hades. And that's why she, her mom is thrown on the island in the first place. Uh, yeah, I, I could I could see that, but I could I could also see why they changed it up just to make her seem more powerful and to to be able to use the kind of tactics that she did it, when she fully came into her godhood. It does make more of an impact saying, okay, she's Zeus. Zeus is the big guy. Zeus. Everybody knows who Zeus is. But, you know, Hades is just the loser in the underworld, you know. Well, that's that. And so, no offense, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just talked about how you're, <laughs> you have a relationship with him. Yeah. But um, one of the reasons that, at least in the DC universe that I grew up with, was that, that he was in the underworld was a punishment for having Diana. Because Diana was seen as being possibly stronger than Zeus. So, and mm-hmm. I think the only reason why they really changed it, well, two reasons, is that everyone knows who Zeus is. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's very familiar with Hades and that level, or a lot of people have a fear of Hades still. Um, well, and, and even with that, a lot of people think, you know, Hades nowadays, they think of the Disney Hercules version of Hades. Bada boom, bada boom. Exactly. Makes me laugh. So, I mean, yeah, it, I it's, it's, it's a great, great, great portrayal. It's... It's what I think of when I think of Hades. That mm-hmm. and the uh, Once Upon a Time uh, iteration of Hades. Both beautifully working together, but... Or you get the uh, Rick Rydon, mm-hmm. Percy Jackson series. You know, mm-hmm. he's a bit more of an edgelord, but I mean... Yeah, but he he doesn't seem like the badass that he actually was. Right, yeah. So, they, so people nowadays are, aren't thinking of... Hades as the all-powerful, you know, pretty much second to the throne. Mm-hmm. They're just thinking, oh, he's the guy that's pretty much the doorkeeper of hell. Right. And the, the Mick Jagger of hell. That's yes. how they portrayed him in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still makes me laugh. And the <laughs> second reason that I think is that being her brother gives her a more connection to Ares. Mm-hmm. Makes it maybe even a little bit tougher of a decision to kill Ares. Uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Yeah, maybe we should have that seen at the it top by now. Of well, no, the episode. That's, that's fine. Like, this is going to be spoilers. If you, if you have not seen Wonder Woman yet, what are you doing with your life? Actually, half of it don't bother. It's just, you know, a poorly done version of Captain America in my <gasps> mind. Except for Diana. Diana is beautiful and amazing. Sto- but sto- I'm sorry. Storyline wise. Exactly. It was exactly like Captain America. Oh, no. My kind of boyfriend he has to fly the plane oh no he's gonna crash the plane or else everybody's gonna die <laughs> captain america yeah i'm sorry that's just how it that is it was beautiful still, steve rogers was... steve rogers does it better i don't and they even like named him steve i'm not a big thing with evans he's not my boo oh i can understand that but i mean two steves both of them were named steve 
It was like we have a whole universe of Chris's. <laughs> That's true. I would take Adam or like Andy or you know any other stereotypical male name. Bob. Bob. Bill. You know, Bill find the whitest male name, name that you can and give it to him. I don't care. <laughs> Steve. Maybe that was his name in the comic books. We don't know. Yeah, we do. And yes, it was. <sighs> well, they are. I yeah. think somebody was cheating off somebody else's paper. Right. It, which, I'm which pretty is sure Stanley and DC Universe had a lot of buddy-buddy talk sessions. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, yeah. <laughs> Stanley is an immortal. Just saying. He will never die. Oh, I he hope so. He will always be here. I hope and so. And if he dies, Deadpool will take over his cameos. I don't care. With, <laughs> with a gray me. wig and a mustache <laughs> over the mask. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Stanley, just saying. There you go. Backup uh-huh. plan. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now, that's more like the producers of the Marvel movies right now. Yeah. Anyway, back on topic. But How- it's so much fun. I, I agree. <laughs> But some people at home are probably like, nerds! You came Don't. for the nerd dumb, you're gonna stay for the nerd dumb. <laughs> Come for the paganism, stay for the nerd dumb. Hey! Sometimes oh. intellectual talks. I, I, I see another bumper <laughs> sticker in the future with that. Oh boy. I'm just a font of wisdom. Let so me know if you do need we, help. Do, do we want to talk about um, Vikings, the TV show? Oh, yeah. I started it. I didn't finish it yet. I haven't technically finished it because there's a whole nother season. I'm still like halfway through season one. Oh, okay. Like he just got crowned king or whatever. I'm pretty or, sure yeah. that's past season one because he was Earl. He was king in like season. Because I started with season two. I didn't even bother with season one. So this, the first episode I ever watched was the prin- the princess was coming and um, he was fighting with Blagatha about fact that he 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 did the no-no yeah all right then it was still like halfway through season one i don't i don't know what you're talking about okay it was cool though that's fine his wife kind of reminded me of a valkyrie yes Mm -hmm. lagatha is very valkyrian yeah she's hot valkyrian yeah Yeah, she is (laughs) i I have hair envy yes from lagatha i have hair envy of lagatha i have hair envy of um vikings just have better hair it's I true. am Viking in ancestry, so it's like, why can't my hair do that? Because you don't let it. Because <laughs> eh. it's too hot saying. for that. Yeah. yeah, it does the frizz bullshit. Mm. Anyway, so one thing I kind of want to talk about, and it might be completely off topic, but uh, Floki's reaction when they go you're not gonna know any of this when they go to the middle east it's actually really cool so floki walks in on uh. an um a temple while they're doing prayer and he's looking around and because they don't have any effigies which is completely out of the norm he's like but their prayers are still obvious they're still really dedicated and he's actually really weirded out because they're in the middle of a raid so other people come in and they see him just standing in the middle of this group of men praying and they're like uh floki what the hell like let's go ahead and chop their heads off because they're obviously a little too busy and he's like no nobody gets touched in here and i thought that was a pretty good scene and it makes me wonder if we need to like show that at a couple of heathen stuff <laughs> like see look at these well not not just heathen but any any real 
ritualistic venture, mm-hmm. really, because it, it's it's more about the, the respect, the, and the act the, of you know, yeah. it's they they are praying, they are in a spiritual moment. At this moment, they do not deserve death. Right. It's like, let's go back out and continue what we're doing with the rest of the village. I have no qualms with us murdering. Just not not here. here. Yeah. And that was, um, to me, that was very inspirational, especially since the heathen kind of uprise or intake of more people happened simultaneously with Vikings. And a lot of Mm -hmm. heathens I know were complaining because of the amount of people coming in going, I watched Vikings. And it's like, you know what? I watched Charmed. So (laughs) you get some pretty decent pegans out of random pop culture shows. I I mean, it's like nursing school. You know, you start out with 500 people by the end of the first block. Mind you, I don't go to nursing school. I don't like blood anyway (laughs) you know that's just not my thing you know and by the end of it you only have like 25 people actually graduating out of a starting number of 500 you know Mm -hmm. you get the influx but then you know the only people who actually kind of stay are the ones that are actually there to put in the work to actually Mm -hmm. you know have actually found their way into something that they you know want to do or they feel drawn to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we had the know. same thing with the CSI effect. Once CSI went on, everyone wanted to be a forensics tech. And it's mm-hmm. like, now it, people are realizing what that actually entails. Well, that, that's work. And I don't want to do the work. Chemistry? Yeah. LOL, LOL, math? It's like, what? I, I just put everything into the computer and the computer does the work, right? Yeah. And then in about two minutes, it'll tell me who did it. Yeah. That's how that works, right? And then I get to go interrogate him despite the fact I'm just a scientist. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And it's the same way with paganism. You think you're going to walk in and you're like, oh, I saw this one ritual on Charmed or on the craft. And, and, and I'm like, I'm going to do glamour and change my hair color completely. And, and now but I'm no. the grand booba of Boobaville and you will bow to me because I'm the most powerful pe- person in the planet. We call those fluffy bennies. We call those assholes. <laughs> this is also true. This is how you get kicked out of the circle. I'm sorry. This, you get eaten first. I'm sorry. So, I have this weird confession. Okay. I wanted- Oh, God, you were one. No. <laughs> Oi. Oi. Fluffy bunny say what? <laughs> All right. Throw me a carrot, woman. God. All right. Um- Fresh out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Okay. I have another confession. Um, I want to study- Games, movies, things like that, that like Dragon Age or Game of Thrones that have their own working system of pagan-like beliefs. Hmm. However, I have not had the chance to do that yet, but I have heard other people taking these forms of religion and putting them in as their actual practice. Well, and, and that's also because it's kind of the reverse of that when they're mm-hmm. actually writing these things they take bits and pieces from actual old religions and new religions and kind of portray it in a i hate to say it this way but in a hollywood light right and so yes it, it is something that people can take because it is it is something real but still with something like that i would still take the actual portrayal of it as uh, with a grain of salt Right. Well, it's also like Tolkien, and he made the Elven language, mm-hmm. you know, and people, 
actually count that as a foreign language these days. You know, well, hey, I speak six languages, French, Spanish, sign language, Russian, and Vulcan, and Elvish, Elvish. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these made up, like, complete languages. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And, you know, it's used in such a way that it looks like it's an actual language that is spoken. Like, I think it'd be really cool to do a study with the Game of Thrones religion, but I also mm-hmm. feel like it's not, like, a front-runner thing that they do. It's right. more of, like, a back-burner type deal. Like, okay, well, we'll portray the North as this kind of more primitive society, whereas the South is more prim and proper, and we're much more civilized, and we only have what three four gods so the south has the sect which is the yeah. round of five gods which i actually like because if you look at it they have the mother maiden crown mm-hmm. and then they have well no it's mother and there's a crone i think there's like a father there's figure. the father there's the wise man and there's like a fool yes um and i Tarot like reference yeah mm-hmm. and i like how they have um that in the circle or like the father's a hunter so it's very mm-hmm. similar to what we actually use in neo-paganism for our descriptors and it's just the way that they portray it and when they're talking about it when they mm. get more seriously involved with the sect it was just very interesting to me and then you have in the north they're called the old gods but they're literally trees with faces and mm-hmm. it's like okay Creepy as shit how but really cool why do they have faces did they used to talk when more people worshiped them what kind of purposes did they really hold and why do they look like they're bleeding out of their eyes yeah and then even farther still we have a whole nother religion whole nother couple of different religions farther south even that denarius helped us look at and other Mm -hmm. things the dorn and then there's the the faceless man Mm -hmm. men or well the many face gods there we go that Mm -hmm. one i like using as an analogy a lot for soft um for soft pit and polytheism Mm -hmm. and um That'd be a good one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I use that as my descriptor in a blog post because you have, they actually take the scene where they're talking to Arya about what the many faced god is. And he's like, I am the mother. I am the maiden. I am this. And I am you. And I am everyone. And it was just very interesting to me to have that kind Spoiler of. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Written. Yeah. And <laughs> if you haven't seen it already, you just. Go home. Yeah. yeah. Source material's been out for more than 10 years. You're oh, right. yeah, definitely. <laughs> We're fine. But um, then there's Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Haven't played it. Heard it's good. I've watched it. I don't play. I have a couple of books that I want to actually read because their religions are pretty deep and they actually have religious conflicts that I really am interested in learning and getting to know because they've developed music and songs. Game of Thrones, the Dothraki have a full religion, but they're talking about languages. That's a full-on language that they wrote Mm -hmm. just for the show because you only get tidbits and and slices from the books. And they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, how do we make this a real language? So that kind of, to me, is interesting and if there's somebody out there who is currently doing that as part of their magical practice, I want to hear about it. Right. I mean, I know people use Latin 
Yeah. But then again, if you pronounce anything in Latin, it sounds like you're summoning a demon. <laughs> then again, if it, you go to Ikea. Yeah. 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 Ikea language. I, I, summoning I, actually, demons. I walked into Ikea the other day. I was just reading off a list of uh, different furniture names and there was uh, Beelzebub popped up somewhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. Uh, let me Couches read that in, in reverse. Seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, stay on the path, man. But you get lost. But I mean, if if you think about it, that's how a lot of uh, a lot of these video games and movie cultures and stuff like that kind of create this whole this this whole language, this whole religion thing. It's literally just picking and choosing making it up as we go along and then somebody somebody else who's into it runs with it like there's this story about this one guy who loved star trek so Mm -hmm. much the next generation that he actually drew up blueprints of the full enterprise just from bits and pieces of the of the tv show any lore that was out there he actually has a full set of blueprints and he's actually work and he actually like worked on a computer uh simulation of the full ship like you can literally walk around and go to every room that was mentioned every room that was portrayed even rooms that aren't in there that are just made mention to he created so it's kind of along the same lines taking bits and pieces of the lore that's already there and then filling in the blanks developing it yeah yeah I, you know what scares me on this topic? What? The dead space religion with the spheres. I'm like, I'm just, for some reason, that popped in my head was the worship of the spheres in the mm-hmm. beginning of, I think it was the second or third game. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. No, don't go there. <laughs> like the silence in Doctor Who. That is a completely <laughs> different show. They're worse than the game. I forgot about it, and it's like now, you, now I lost. <laughs> you know, just think of the ood. They're ugly and cute. Oh, yeah. I love them. Yeah, their brains in their hand. They're little talking spheres. <laughs> anyway, um, where's the ood? How about a more long-standing religious practice from pop culture? The Jedi Code. Jedi Code. You have three different aspects of this okay you have the jedi which are mm-hmm. the good the mm-hmm. sith which are the misunderstood okay I, I i say that lovingly okay um mm-hmm. and then you have the gray jedi which are the balance keepers mm-hmm. there are people out there who do follow the jedi code as religion mm-hmm. because that's what it is it's something that was created by man that people follow and it's taken on its own entity there are gods and practices in the jedi code that people follow today and defend just as much as the christian god just Mm -hmm. as much as thor just as much as anybody and it's kind of one of those things where i mean personally i'd be interested to do a little bit more discovery on that myself but I'm afraid of what I might find. (laughs) (laughs) It it might be a rabbit hole that I just cannot dig out of because of how steeped in lore it is. Mm -hmm. It's like a Wikipedia binge. Yeah. 
So a lot of that we were talking about was more about religious and spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. How about when you look at a magical system? Like, say, the King Killer Chronicles has a very specific magical system. Harry Potter has a very specific magical system. How do you incorporate those into your actual magic workings? Or do you? Do you try? Does it work? So, I mean, if you believe in it, it you know, it should have some weight behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying, hey, you can only do this. You know, I'm not that kind of person, you know, for shit's sakes, I'm an eclectic. You know, right. mm-hmm. I kind of do my own thing. And then if it blows up, it blows up. All right, cool. But I mean, I don't personally incorporate, you know, Harry Potter or, you know, I've heard of people who use the Discworld magic mm-hmm. um, system. And I guess that works for them. I don't tend to, I mean, I've taken some aha moments Mm -hmm. from watching anime or, you know, like, hey, you know, I've had this problem for a while and I don't understand why it's not working. That's why. Okay, this totally makes sense now. It's like taking a fresh perspective on something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, As an example, I was part of a witchy gift exchange over last Christmas Yule Kwanzaa, whatever the hell you celebrate over the winter solstice. Chris Mahana Kwanzaa. Yeah, that one. Sure. I want that as a bumper sticker or a t-shirt, <laughs> either way. <laughs> Adding to the store here. A t-shirt that is like an ugly Christmas sweater in yes. the background with like witchy shit. Yes! I love yes. it. It'll be like the coexist. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Anyway, so I was part of this gift exchange and she basically left it to an interpretation, my re- gift e, as you want to call her, whatever. And she left it up to, like, okay, well, I like handmade things, candles, incense, witchy shit, whatever. So I decided, okay, well, I have this cool pattern for, like, this fawn-looking mm-hmm. doll that I had gotten in exchange at, as a different thing, whatever. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I had been tossing her, I've been working on um, wishing stars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you take the long strip of paper, you origami into the little pop-up star, right? And I've mm-hmm. been trying to put, like, powders and shit in it and see if that works out a little better. Kind of like a bay leaf, but cooler. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to incorporate kind of some of that is what I was working on into this doll. And it was really cool and it was really pretty. I was super excited about it. And I was trying to do the thing, trying to get it to come together, you know, you put the stuff in it, you do the thing, and it just was not coming together. You know, it had all the parts, but there was something missing. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching anime, and I believe it was Kami-sama no Kiss or something like that. Really great anime, if anybody was interested. Great anime, super, super recommended, very cute. And one of the other gods had given her this egg. It was a shikigami egg. Basically, she had to keep it with her until it hatched, and then it would be like another little servant guy. Well, it hatched prematurely, and it was like this cute little monkey guy. Spoilers, guys. Sorry. And she goes, I don't understand. It's not working. You know, he's just this cute little monkey guy. You know, he's supposed to be a powerful helper guy. And the guy goes, well, no shit. You haven't named it yet. If it doesn't have a name, it's just a thing. You know, the, the name gives it a purpose, basically. I was like, fucking makes sense. Thank you. 
Who says you can't learn from anime? Not I. That's actually, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it turned out really cool. I think I have a picture somewhere. You know, if you want to use Harry Potter weirdo spells, you know, cool. You know, I read a fanfic somewhere that somebody, like a, a muggle-born witch, came to Hogwarts and they have a thermos and nobody understands, you know, how to keep your drink hot. You know, all the wizarding kids are like, I don't understand. So the muggle-born student was like, oh, it's a thermos. And they take the word thermos and turn it into a spell to keep the drinks hot. Oh. So I thought that was really funny. So it's, it's both sides taken from both sides. Exactly. I like that. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, whatever works for you, man. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here, here's here's and our time's grown a little short, but here's the last thing that I want to talk about. So I have this idea <laughs> about doing a geek centric, pop culture centric circle, ritual circle, using different effigies of pop culture for. Uh, for the different directions, for the different deities being called. What would you use? So, as like, like god like, effigies like, or like the god, circle like, effigies? Like, like the circle effigies, like the elements. Um, so, Groot for North, because Groot is Earth. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Um, of course, we'd have to have, what is it? Human, what is it? Human Torch, Human Torch from for Fantastic Four. Yep. But when you, for water. When you call in Groot, you have to say, we are Groot. Yes! <laughs> yes! We are and then, Groot. Perfect. For air, I would probably go with Hawkman. Okay. Or the, is it Hawkman? Or? Yeah, Hawkman. Mm-hmm, Hawkman. And then, I mean, if you want to really split hairs and do spirit as well, um... I don't know if I'd have a pop for that. No? Unless they have, like, the... You know the South Park God? Right? Oh, yeah. They would have to be him. Just just, just a blank God. Yes. Like, the blank pops. Mm-hmm. You know, where they give you, like, the Sharpie markers and the little pop mm-hmm. figure, and they go, okay, you create your own pop. That would have to be my spirit, I think. Okay, because it, it could be whatever you need it to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. Now deities depending on where you where what you work with you know it's open to interpretation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah nice yeah. like that like that idea we are group man <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and that's something i actually want to make that like actually try to do this at like comic-con like a fan like a fusion pop like culture like a pop coven? like That'd a, be kinda cool. like like literally doing a panel but it's literally a ritual for for uh, uh, the pop culture pagans, and I feel like there need to be a this. disclaimer on the door. I oh, feel yeah, like a totally. lot of people get really mad, and if there wasn't, oh yeah, like you use me for what? <laughs> I feel so spiritually violated. Oh goodness! Oh my god! Take your panties out of your ass and move on. <laughs> well, my last w- comments are <laughs> very much like what Phelan was talking about on our. Last episode? Yes. Couple episodes. Anyway. Was, she was talking about when she went to that panel at uh, PantheaCon about the importance of making sure you know who you're calling in. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of different versions of Odin out right now. 
you see Marvel Odin, I don't necessarily even connect with what they're portraying because that's the war god. That's the the champion, kind of the the former seems old boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just seems old yeah. in the Marvel movies. And to me, who comes is more of the scholar, the wanderer, and the um, the hooded figure in the night giving you random words of knowledge. And, that don't make sense half the time. And, yeah. You know. And you're like, I don't know how drunk you are, but cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Grandpa. I'm sure this will come up later, and then I'll be like, oh, that's Thanks. what you're talking about. Thanks, Pops. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And, too little too late asshole and then you look at Thor you have a red haired beast of a man who's a god of thunder he's a worker and then you have Chris Hemsworth who's pretty <laughs> and very much kind of the frat boy who's kind of yeah. learned how to you know, tone it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he, he now he has responsibility. Exactly. And that, that's not fun anymore. But De- definitely the I lost uh, my the eye point to break. My sister. Yep. The the golden frat boy in between the two emo kids. Yeah. <laughs> so just be very cautious when you're calling in. Know who you're calling in. Don't try and like if you want the real Loki. Don't think about unless. Your version of the real Loki, if you've already had this conversation with Loki, that he's okay with being portrayed in that light. Mm -hmm. If he's already given his blessing, if you already feel comfortable with that. Because I've had a talk with Thor, and he's like, yeah, Emsworth makes me look good. And it's like, okay, all right, if you're okay with that image, then I am too. And then I have... um, Pan, who likes to look like an actor that I enjoy physically in in, in a you're really pretty way, because that's who he is. He wants to be the image of sex. And so he's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to take on his face, because to you, that's sexy, and mm-hmm. I am sex. And so, and can I say sex one more time for Pan, because <laughs> he wants it. He's just the primal guy. Yeah, with his hooves. Sexy and all. Yep. So (laughs) I think it's very important to know who you're asking for. And it's very much like making sure your intention. So you Mm want to focus on who you're calling in because they're going to come in with different aspects. The Loki you see on the screen, yes, he's a trickster, but he's not a dangerous trickster. Like the Loki of old lore Mm -hmm. you're not gonna ask the the loki on the screen to go out and harmfully trick somebody yes that loki has been bad but that's not what that loki's gonna do he's the emo witch kid yeah 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 he is especially in that all black suit that he looks mighty fine i'm not saying he doesn't but he totally looks emo current events july 27th full moon in a lunar eclipse in aquarius the First of August is Lugnasta, Lofmas, Lamas, whatever you call it. That's Lamas! That. Lamas! It's the Lama holiday. Lama <laughs> Lama. Lama no drama. I want to thank our newest Patreon supporters, Guillermo, Destiny, and Emily. Wait, wait, what was the first one? Guillermo. No, you said it wrong. It's Guillermo. He practically lives at my house. I think I know his name. I know. (laughs) 
But yeah, thank you to uh, to our Patreon supporters, our new ones for this month. Yes. And we want to remind all of you who are wondering about if Patreon supporting is worth it. You do get a monthly minisode that is exclusive to you. So at 30 extra minutes of us just being us, mm-hmm. talking about some random stuff. And also we're going to be sending out actual physical presents yes. for thanking you. For helping us out. Nice. Yeah, we got a uh, got a couple of uh, vinyl stickers that uh, that we're going to be getting giving out. And if you guys like them, definitely let me know because uh, it's something that that I want to continue to make in different varieties mm-hmm. and always evolve it. And again, once if we do get a new iteration of it, for those of you that are already Patreon supporters, you'll get the new a- new iteration of those as well. First and foremost. So if you are only finding us on Facebook posts or Twitter posts, just so you know, you can listen to us on the go through iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. We do have a YouTube channel for those of you who don't usually listen on podcasting type surfaces. And we are still on SoundCloud. Yes. You can find us on Patreon, like we said, at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Facebook Millennial Pagan Podcast, Twitter, we're Millennial Pagan Pod, and our email is millennialpaganpod at gmail.com. Jarrah, where can our people find you? Uh, of course, as always, on Twitter at Jarrah Stone, J E R A S T O N A. And if you have any follow up questions for Alicia, you can email them directly to me, autumn.ironwolf at gmail.com. My Facebook is autumnwolf, wolf ending with an E. My Twitter is actually, and I apologize for anybody who's having trouble finding me on Twitter, autumnironwolf, wolf with the E at the end. And my WordPress is ironwolf circle. And you can find all those links through the WordPress, through the Facebook. Or if you are on Meetup and looking for more information about Pagan Book Talk Phoenix Valley, you can find that on uh, Phoenix Valley Witch- Pagans and Witches of Phoenix Valley. Or you could probably just look up Book Talk and you'll find it there or some more information that way. Or you can look up Autumn Wolf on Meetup and you'll find my Meetups there as well. And all of my links. So from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Merry Meet, Merry Part, and, and Merry Meet again. again. We once again want to remind everyone that this episode was dedicated to Adam's memory. Thank yeah. you. And Speed Force forever. Don't lick llamas.